98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Cardinals GM Steve Kime. Kime time. On the Burns and Gambo Show. Presented by Santan Ford and the Arizona Cardinals. You're the boss at Santan Ford. Welcome back. It's the Burns and Gambo Show here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station, 3 o'clock hour. In fact, it is 3 o'clock on a Friday, which means it's time to talk with the general manager of the Cardinals, Steve Kime, stopping by for his weekly visit here on Burns and Gambo. Steve, good to talk to you again. Hope you're well. Good afternoon, man. Well, the good news is you held the Rams to 20 points and you completely shut down Cooper Cup. The bad news is you lost to the Rams again. What were your thoughts on Sunday's game? Yeah, no no question. Disappointing. Um, not so much the, the fact that I think we're still playing a quality opponent, but at the same time, you know, again, for um, a couple of different weeks now, we have not played up to expectations and uh, certainly need to get that fixed. Um, and it's, it's one thing to get beat physically, which can happen from time to time in this league, but, you know, when you make the mistakes that we made and, and some of the things that we need to get cleaned up, it's, it's, it's hard to accept. Do you have any explanations for the first quarter struggles with this football team? No points through three games in the first quarter. You're always playing from behind. Yeah, I wish I did. Last year, I felt like we started pretty fast, but for some reason this year, we haven't been able to get in the, uh, into the flow, and it just seems like that uh, it's really stagnant. Um, and then we get get the ball moving, and it's essentially too late, or has been too late at times. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully we can pick that up this week. I know I've, they've been dialed in at practice this week, and hopefully we can again fix those mistakes that we made last week against the Rams. You mentioned that it's one thing to get physically beat. Is there something specifically that you're seeing or that's happening that's not happening physically in these games on Sunday that is of concern to you, Steve? Yeah, I mean, I think it's little things, you know, stuff that guys are being coached to do, which is whether it's, you know, depth in a, in, uh, in a route or uh, communication issues, uh, things that, um, again, that, that we need to study harder, we need to prepare better, and we need to uh, uh, be ready to go this Sunday. I mean, I know the Panthers are coming off of a big win, and who knows what the weather's going to be like, so um, we just got to be prepared to play our game and, and li- minimize those mistakes, as I said. Cambo mentioned it a second ago, 20 points against the Rams on, on any given day, that should be enough, could be enough. Are you happy with the overall state of your defense despite the lack of sacks, the lack of interceptions and things like that? Well, you know, you'd, you'd certainly like to see a little more uh, pass rush production, but uh, for the most part, I think we've done a good job. We've run to the football. I thought Zayvon Collins has played pretty well for the most part. I know he did miss that sack that was a critical play in the game, but um, but he has played fast and has, has handled the communication side of it very, very well. Um, and there's been some other guys, you know, Jalen Thompson and a, and a number of other guys. J.J. Watt, once he came back, has done some really good things. So just want those guys to continue to progress. And, and again, hopefully some of these young players that we drafted as well will, will pick up at, at some point in time here soon. Steve, we, we heard a lot of great things about Trey McBride when uh, when he was taking, when you took him 55th overall Colorado State. Then you draft a couple of pass rushes, Cameron Thomas, Majai Sanders, 87th and 100th overall. Three players in the top 100, but we're not seeing them you know, get the reps on the field right now. Is that a concern to you? Uh, well, it's an always a concern. You'd love to see guys come in right away, but I think realistically, when you look at middle round picks, um, they will generally take some time. Uh, you know, and it's not so, so much a physical thing as I said earlier. It's it's the speed of the game and uh, the size of the playbook and, and some of the adjustments that you have to make on the fly. So uh, I know there's a lot going through those guys' heads, but in practice, I know that they've continued to look better, and I know they will get more opportunities as we get down the stretch. So you don't think there's any disconnect between the front office and the guys that are making the picks and then the coaching staff and having those guys get on the field and play? 
Well, I don't know of any guys that we've drafted that our coaches didn't like, so I would have to say that's a no. Steve Keim, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. There's been a lot of discourse over the week about Kyler and his ability to run the football, how he we, people would like to see him run the football more. Uh, would you like to see Kyler run the ball more as it relates to your offense? Uh, I think I said it last week, too. Um, uh, Burns, they, I just think it's more about opportunity and instincts. And if he feels like he's got a lane or an opportunity to run the football, you know, obviously that is a uh, a great threat of his. But at the same time, you know, he does have the accuracy to play from the pocket. Um, but, you know, again, I know the stats will say what they are, which is the more he runs, the better we do. Uh, again, if, if there's an opportunity and to be able to be safe, uh, I would love to see him run the ball. But you think he can be a very effective, very capable quarterback if he doesn't necessarily use that to the full extent every single Sunday? Well, I think more than anything, not so much run the ball, but you know, even just extending plays, yeah. you know, getting out of the pocket, making plays with your feet, to be able to get out of harm's way, see lanes, have throwing lanes become bigger, and then having uh, you know your receivers work back to you and having those type of opportunities is what I'm suggesting. And and I know he can do it. He's done it many times. And uh, when you pay, play the opposing teams, they talk about what a tough time it is to get to them. And um, but but again, I I think that there's a number of different things that he can do for you that excites us. I'm sure if I. If I had the answer to this, you'd probably hire me and put me on your staff and pay me more than I'm making here. But you guys are almost a calendar year now, not winning a home game. You're great on the road. You're not winning games at home. I mean, I just I I don't have an answer for it. I don't know if you do, but what's your thoughts on that? I don't. It disappoints me, and it disappoints me, my, me for the fans, you know, because the old saying is you're supposed to win the home games and scratch them out on the road, and and um, you know, and then obviously at the end of the year you have a pretty good record. But no, I am disappointed um, that we're not winning at home, and again, more so for our fans uh, than anything, because I think they deserve that. But uh, I think it will continue to get better. Again, as the season comes goes on, and we get some of our players back that are on IR or for Hop's situation, Hop back. I think we'll again continue to get better and obviously the stronger you play at the end it's it's the, sort of the better you do and uh, I know this Gambo you, you wouldn't be getting a navigator if you worked here but you'd probably make a good coin yeah uh, it's, I do love that navigator although Chelsea doesn't let me drive it very much yeah. uh, since you brought up D-Hop I, I want to ask you about him as it relates to the offense and, and I, I mean it's never just one thing I know but given the, the struggles overall of the offense how much of it in your mind is traced to, to not having him and and kind of the second part to that question would be, did you think by now that the offense would have improved without him, given how much kind of reps, how many reps you've had without him to this point? I do. I do think that um, I, I expect a little more out of the offense early on, um, you know, because we do have some playmakers. But then at the same time, when you have Rondale down and you have um, A.J. go down the other day and, and obviously Hop not being in there, um, it can be tough. And I'm glad Hollywood stepped up and had a fantastic game and made a lot of plays for us. But, um, you know, when you're depending on your fourth, fifth receivers to, to be game changers, it, it can be tough. And, again, we can't use that as an excuse, though. And, I, and I'm awfully proud of a guy like Greg Dorch, who's made the most of his opportunities and expect him to do some good things this week. It's not necessarily a number, but is there are, – are you sort of in the mode of feeling like you have to survive until you start to get some of those guys back? And if so, is there you know a number of wins you want to have until you start to get some of those reinforcements back where you feel like you can be – strengthened by their return when they do come back? Well, that's a great question because, you know, the hard part is you only want to look at one game at a time. But at the same time, you know, let's let's not 
um, kid each other. It's, you got to be realistic about certain players and the difference they make on your football team. And certainly Hop is one of those guys that, you know, once we get him back, we expect huge things and be one of the more dominant receivers in the NFL. Um, expect that to pick up. So, uh, you know, I just think that if you, if you scratch a couple more out and you, you can go 500 or even a little better, that'd be fantastic. But at the same time, you know, every week uh, you expect to win and you hope to win and you, you, you put all your energy and focus into that game. And that's the Carolina Panthers this week. Look, I'll preface this by saying both me and, and Burns, are fans of Kyler Murray, and we think it was the right thing to do to extend him, given that contract extension. We've, extension, we've seen him done do some remarkable things over three years. I want to see what your thoughts are when you hear the criticism. I mean, yesterday was uh, LaShawn McCoy calling him trash. I mean, you know, this is a quarterback that you believed in. You drafted number one overall. You just signed him to a, a record extension for the organization. What's your thoughts when you hear about criticism like that? <laughs> I actually didn't hear that. That's pretty harsh, and he's he's from my hometown, so <laughs> so the hell with him. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I mean it's uh, you know again. I, I know you guys have a tough job to do, and I certainly respect the media's opinion, and they have to be tough, and it's a results based business. But at the same time, the internal belief that I have in Kyler, that we all have in Kyler, is tremendously high, and I think that um, you know there, there are always things with young players that you want to see improve and get better. But uh, at the same time, you know there are there aren't many guys that I'd rather have in Kyler Murray. Our quarterback. Do you feel like some people in the media, especially nationally or people that aren't here, are almost rooting against him because he's a short quarterback, rooting against Cliff because of his you know, path to get to the NFL? Do you feel like certain people want those guys to fail for a certain reason? I would say that some of it. I, I also think a little bit of, um, unfortunately, that's the nature of the business anymore is people like to see drama. People like to see um people uh, not succeed and it's sad that it's like that because there's a whole lot more things that we could be talking about that are positives in the world that, that could go a long way but uh, I, I get it it, 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 it uh, you know promotes ratings and all those sort of things and these guys can be critical but at the same time we just have to handle our business and um, that's all that really matters on this end. I right, Leave me with this I just want to see you know when we see what happened with Tua last night the concussion protocol from last week in that game short week I mean when you see stuff like that do you, do you try to tighten up the ship do you try to go over everything to make sure that your players are protected and they they don't get forced back into a game when they shouldn't be what's your thoughts on your organization and how they handle those situations yeah i, I did hear in the background on, on the tv but I, I was actually traveling doing some scouting this week so i got back in late and did not see it but i, I think we do a great job not only with you know wayne cool our doctor and javier cardenas who handles the head injuries Tom Reed, our medical staff. I mean, I think those guys are extremely, extremely good at what they do. And, um, you know, I can't speak for other teams, but I know that uh, we, we go to every length to make sure that these guys stay safe and, uh, and secure. So, um, again, I'm, I'm awfully proud of our group. Steve, best of luck to the organization this week against Carolina. We'll talk to you next Friday. Thanks, man. Take care. Thanks, Steve.